who will make the final 53-man roster for the Green Bay Packers. I'm joined by America's guest Jason Hirschhorn as we do our annual Brian Gutekind's Matt LaFleur Roundtable to figure out who deserves to make the final 53. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. We're locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our new friends at Bright Co. This episode is a wonderful time to do that because insurance is an important part of the 53-man roster, and they can get you covered with your jewelry insurance for as little as $5 a month. Locked On listeners, we can get you covered to special offer for Locked On listeners. That's bright.co forward slash Locked On to get that special offer. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. I love doing this show. This is one of my favorite shows. This is uh, one of your favorite bits. I get We get more feedback about this, this bit than any other uh, bit, I think. Um, I, well, maybe that's not true because people really like Zayu doing too. We love that that you love that, that we get to do this. And we can just talk to these great people. So um, Jason and I, if you're new to the story, uh, we I, I am Brian Gutekinst. He is Matt LaFleur. We talk it out as we think or are sort of projecting those guys would and we try and find some common ground. We make our cases and ultimately land on a roster that we think fits something close to what they're going to do. And what we hope that this does as an exercise is to provide some sort of context as to when these decisions get made. And we'll we'll find out tomorrow and maybe by the end of today uh, what those decisions look like. That you sort of preemptively have an understanding of, well, this is how these are decisions are being made. So, oh my gosh, a player I thought was going to make the team didn't. Uh, why not? Well, we'll have had that conversation ahead of time. Or a player, I'm surprised, made the team. We'll have already discussed, hey, could this guy make the team? And inevitably, there will be a player or two who, who gets cut and we'll go, whoa, didn't see that coming. And then there'll be a couple guys that make the team and you go, whoa, didn't see that coming. Now, I don't think there's that many open spots. So I think the the chances for the Packers of that happening are smaller than on most teams, but it happens pretty much every year on pretty much every team. There's one or two either surprise makes, surprise cuts, or both. So expect that. That's going to be coming up here in a second. Before we do, I told this story last week, and it's just one of the best stories. My wife lost her engagement ring once, and not the ring, the stone. It came out of the ring. Don't know how, don't know why, don't know what happened. Thank God she came back and was able to find it. It was in a public bathroom. She had been changing in the bathroom and got it got snagged somehow. And she left and looked down 15 minutes later and went, oh my gosh, the stone in my engagement ring is gone. And she went back and luckily she found it. But what if she hadn't? What if she, what if she hadn't? That would have been 
terrible. That's why you need insurance for this kind of stuff. And that's why you can trust Brightco to do it. Go to brightco.com forward slash locked on the fastest and easiest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch or whatever. So easy. You can get covered in two minutes on your phone. You're not going to find a better deal on great coverage. That's also super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on, not com, not dot com, dot co. They turn the whole experience of buying insurance, which can be a pain in the butt, into something easy you can do right on your phone. For $5 a month, you can get comprehensive coverage and it won't take you more than two minutes on your phone. Check it out, bright.co forward slash locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, that's me, and the Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview starting August 31st. That's coming up. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Joining me now, America's guest is here, Jason Hirshhorn, to do what we do annually, and that is pretend to be Brian Gutekind and Matt LaFleur, um, which means um, there will be some fun made of probably Matt LaFleur's vanity, such that you think that's a thing, um, and potentially Brian Gutekind's obsession with size and speed and athleticism. All of that is is definitely on the table. Jason, oh, he's a size to- queen. I think it goes without saying that that's going to come up. <laughs> yes, 100%. So... Um, we will try and go through the 53 man roster in a relatively short amount of time. We always go long. Um, we will try not to, but let's be honest, we will. So with all that being said, let's not waste time with pleasantries. We, we exchange those offline, Matt, as you, as you look at this roster, there is a couple places where I think there are tension points between the two of us. And the starting point is that offensive line. So if we assume Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are going to be on the opening day roster, is that just like a safe assumption for right now? It is, but you didn't give me the chance to put on my name tag. I don't know if that's legible on the, uh, the video, but oh, perfect. Yeah, so uh, you should address me as Maddie. Uh, that's what the boss calls me. I think it's what you should call me as well. Okay. Sorry, so, then, then I I need to be called Goody then because that is also um, how uh, the coach refers to me, just so we're clear. Correct, yes. Proper protocol is always important. Now, for offensive linemen, you said, is it a guarantee that David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are on the opening 53? Well, not a guarantee. And, Can we just go safe assumption for this exercise? Yes, because otherwise they would be on season-ending IR. And I assume as the general manager, you would have already known that. Well, theoretically. Yes. Uh, so those two will be on the initial 53, independent of whether or not they play in week one. We can have that discussion later. And I guess, what is your disagreement here with me on the offensive lineman? Well, it's more about numbers and and maybe we just need to to get back to it later. But as I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, you have two players on the, on the back end of potentially making the roster that... To your credit, you and the coaches have done a really good job of getting ready to play. Caleb Jones is absolutely massive. He is a mauler in the run game. Would love to find a way to get him on this roster. And Rashid Walker, who, I don't know, hasn't maybe not had the best camp, but looked really good against Kansas City. 
draft pick. Are neither of those guys going to make the team? Well, I'm not surprised, as we've discussed already, that you favor these very large, sizable individuals. But the question is, do you want to carry 11 offensive linemen on the 53-man roster? That seems like a lot. You know, whether or not they start week one, we're going to have at some point early in the season, barring injury setback, David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. Our interior is more or less set. JRJ at left guard, Josh Myers at center, and... One of uh, multiple players one at of right guard. Three or four guys. Sure. Yeah. Well, we, and again, we'll figure that out another time. So then it comes down to the guys we know are going to be backups, at least initially. That's Sean Ryan, your third round pick. Has, hasn't done super great. Just want to remind you of that. Th- third round has been a. Uh, Looks great kind of, in kind short of, shorts, though. Look, I mean, who doesn't? But uh, yeah, Josh Ryan will, I assume, make this roster just to protect your vanity. Uh, Zach Tom, whether or not he starts, is going to be on this roster, and he really has earned it. And Jake Ryan, or not Jake Ryan, Jake Hansen has put himself in competition for one of the starting jobs, or, or at least being one of the key swing interior guys. We're at nine at that point, and that's more than some teams carry. That's more than we have carried at points in the past. So... What really is the argument for keeping two more beyond those nine? That's already, again, a larger than typical number. So I'm not necessarily making the case to keep both, but I'm suggesting as I look around the rest of this roster, do I want to keep the extra defensive lineman? Do I want to keep the extra safety? Is it an extra edge rusher? I feel like these guys, Caleb Jones and Rasheed Walker, are potentially better players than those guys, which would be my case. Keep your best 53, figure out the rest later. Okay, well, I'm assuming we're not putting any of these offensive linemen on IR immediately after the initial cutdown, which we may do at other positions. So I think these are a solid nine. I think even with the noted injury concerns for David Bakhtiari, with Elton Jenkins coming back very quickly from an ACL. I still think we're protected because of what Zach Tom has done because of Yash Nyman. And we've got some other guys to develop. So, you know, could we lose one of those guys to a waiver claim? Yeah, that's possible. I don't think, however, that we're going to lose both. And then we can put one of those guys on our practice squad. So that would give us 10 between the two. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Is that something you can get comfortable with as well? I know it's hard. One is a draft pick. One is the largest individual with which we have ever shared a room. And that puts you automatically in a point of conflict. I'm saying like Caleb, Caleb Jones came in the room and I couldn't stand up and it wasn't because I didn't want to. Uh, Let's talk about receiver then. Sure. Cause there's going to be some question. I think about how many of these guys we feel like can help, how many can actually contribute on special teams. Pretty, pretty solid top three plus the rookies. You've got Lazard, Cobb, uh, Watkins, and then Watson Dobbs for sure. Amari Rogers, I, I think we're okay for now. Really liked what you did in that last game with him in Kansas City. Thought you showed off all the stuff that I liked in the draft about him. So that leaves Samori Toure, Juwan Winfrey for seven and or eight spots. Yeah, eight seems like a lot. Seven, well, normally Seven's a lot. a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I would say. But I think in this case, it's doable if either of us or the boss really likes these guys. And, and we know how the boss feels. 
about Juwan Winfrey. He's made a point to praise him in front of the media. And in Winfrey's defense, he he has earned it. He has played pretty well in the preseason. You can make an argument that, at least in that third preseason game, Samari Toure played better, but Winfrey's more experienced. He definitely does a fair amount of things for us on special teams. That has been a focus for us as well. So if it comes down to one spot between the two of those, my lean is Winfrey. What do you think? I think that's right. I, I, I go back to the offensive line piece of this. And I, I like, I think Samori Toure is a better player than Tyler Davis. You like Tyler Davis for reasons that I can't understand. And that's okay. Uh, but you know, maybe we should confer with the boss, as you mentioned. Uh, but I, I think Toure can, can be on the practice squad and that's okay. And, and I just think guys like that. He's already an, kind of an older player. Like we you can find those guys, like go back, through our history, certainly my history, having been here for, for much longer than you, there's a receiver every year that we say bye-bye to that every fan wants to keep. And they make it to the practice squad basically every year. Shout out to Tori Gurley. This is, this is something that I think is workable. Seven seems like the right call here. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that number. And look, if Toure gets claimed, there's nothing we can do about that. And I don't think that's going to change the trajectory of our season or really even our franchise. But the most likely outcome is that he clears waivers if we release him or if we waive him. And then we're able to stash from the practice squad. I'm comfortable with that. We can still work with him. And he can slowly earn the trust of the boss as you and I have over time. I'm still sort of like on the fence with him, I think. Uh Speaking of quarterback, two quarterbacks, don't think there's any controversy uh, with, with Danny Etling. The running backs, though, interesting because Kylan Hill is going to miss the first month. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, locks. That leaves some questions. Someone who I think our scouting staff did a great job finding a player like Tyler Goodson. I thought he did some nice things in the preseason. Has looked really good in practice. Explosive player with the ball in his hands. And I don't think we have anyone else like him on the roster. Why do you think Patrick Taylor should be on this team instead? Well, we don't have anyone else like uh, like Tyler Goodson other than Aaron Jones on the roster, but that's because Kylan Hill is not currently on the roster. If Kylan Hill comes back, you know, four, five, six weeks from now and is healthy, he can replicate a lot of what Tyler Goodson does. And that's not to say that Tyler Goodson has not played phenomenally in the preseason and practice well. There's a reason why we targeted him in undrafted free agency. He is a very talented player who... You know, he, he's actually a young player for an undrafted free agent. So there is a little bit more upside than your typical UDFA there. That said, if something were to happen to A.J. Dillon, we don't have anyone else who can even come close to replicating that kind of power. When it comes to special teams, which again, this is number three running back, that guy is going to have to contribute mostly on special teams. Number three running back typically only plays about 9-10% of our offensive snaps. We know that Taylor is going to do more there than Goodson can right now. And if they're actually on the field in a passing situation, yes, Goodson is a better receiver, but when it comes to pass protection, it's kind of through no fault of his own. Tyler Goodson is just a smaller player. He's one of the lightest running backs that we've come close to rostering, whereas Taylor is a much bigger guy, much more experienced guy. He's a lot more solid in pass protection. So for that particular role, I do think that Patrick Taylor makes more sense. Even if in a vacuum, there is a valid argument for Tyler Goodson being the better player. I like Tyler Goodson a lot, but as you mentioned, he's small and my, my reputation and my history speaks for itself. Small players just can't do it. Can't do it. So let's, let's hope he clears waivers and we can seek him out of the practice squad. But if, if he, if he is needed, call him up. That's the beauty of the practice squad. 
are we going to do the fourth tight ends thing? Are we going to keep Tyler Davis? Is that really a thing that we're going to do? I know that you love to trim at tight end. It's for some reason, an area that you don't value as much as the rest of us, especially, especially those of us who care so much about special teams now. And in the same way that trimming your eyebrows requires precision, you have to know exactly where to cut and where not to cut. And to that end, I think that Tyler Davis, despite his, we can say suboptimal preseason performances, <laughs> is going to play a big role for us on special teams. Again, I know I sound like a broken record, but there's a reason why we're focusing so much on that. And if something were to happen to Robert Tunyon, if he's unable to play in week one, maybe even week two, there aren't really a lot of options among the players on our now 80-man roster who can fill those roles. I mean, we know that Mercedes Lewis is not going to stretch the same. It's not the thing that he's able to do at this point in his career. And Josiah DeGuara is better deployed you know, off the wing, in the backfield. That's kind of more of his wheelhouse. So at least for now, I think Davis is the best of those options. But you know, if, if someone becomes available that we really like, especially if they can play on special teams, I, I have no problem releasing him later. But for that initial 53, I, I do think he's our best bet. I just let it be known that the, your inability to find a quality special teams coach is, is really hamstringing me from a personnel perspective here. I'm, I, don't, I don't appreciate it. I'm going to be honest. You know, Rich listens into our conversations. He's, he's a bit nosy that way. So you're going to have to answer to him when he gets mad. He, well, he, we know he gets mad. Uh, defensive line. One of these interesting ones. There's, there's a lot of guys. We went out and found a lot of guys. Pick your favorite Slayton. Pick your favorite Slayton. There's, there's a Ford. I mean, this is kind of a, kind of a car commercial in there. There, there's a, a, a trash can full of dirt. Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Jaron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton. For sure. That's hammered on. Yeah, no debate. After that, someone you want to go to bat for, because the way I view it is, if you want to pick one of these guys, fine. I also have the mind, one or two of these guys is going to land on the practice squad because there's there's a number of these sort of fringe roster guys I really like. I kind of don't see a difference between any of them, which would be my case for only keeping five 53-man guys because these other guys kind of interchangeable. And if I can just get one on the practice squad, that's enough for me. I do understand that argument. Chris Slayton has been fantastic. He's probably the one I would lean toward because he can play a lot of different roles in the defensive line. I know Heflin's had those big moments in the preseason. He's played well overall. Slayton's got to get a better number. 60 is just, we can't do that. We got if, if he makes the 53, we got to change that number. We'll have to talk to the boss about that. But I, I'm fine with either one of those guys, but you know, to throw you a bone, since you've been so compliant with my request here, if you'd rather keep another player at a different position, I'm willing to have that conversation, especially because, as you noted, pretty good chance we're able to keep either Slayton or Heflin, perhaps even both, on the practice squad if and when they clear waivers. All right, so let's stick with five for now, and we'll, we'll figure out if we if we need to grab someone else on the rest of this this list. We have a lot of defense to get to here. Is there a position where you think you you feel strongly about one of these guys or keeping an extra player? I guess safety, but that's mostly reflection on special teams. Dallin Leavitt may not contribute in any way, shape or form week one because he's still coming back from injury. That said, we can put and him let's on. Let's hope he IR. never has to contribute on defense because, oh boy. Yeah, that's, that's, that would be suboptimal. But, if we want to have him at all this season for special teams, we have to get him through final cuts. I'm fine with putting him in IR immediately afterwards, but it's more of just a you know logistics game at the front. 
I think there's three safeties we would both feel comfortable with, the two starters plus Sean Davis. Yep. And then I think we have a conversation about the next guy. Uh, it, if you're talking about purely from scrimmage, that guy's probably Micah Abernathy. That said, if it's about special teams, I think there's probably a little better argument for Enos Gaines, assuming he's healthy. That, I think, is where the debate is. Do we keep four on the initial? Do we keep five? I Because Leavitt is going to be probably on IR almost immediately, I, I, I think the extra safety here makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I would really like to go to bat for Mike Abernathy. Relative athletic score over nine. Really good athlete. We saw the athletic ability in uh, that the preseason game two weeks ago against the Saints. I think you you coach him up on special teams. You, this is what we're paying Rich all that money for. Hi, Rich. I know you're listening. So I think I think Abernathy is the guy that I'd like to have because I think as a fourth safety, which is what it's going to be on the during the season. I think that's the perfect sort of developmental guy to get the special teams reps, to get the practice reps. I I, I really like that. Well, I, I'm I'm willing to concede here. I know how much you care for the Amr sensation. So yeah, let's go with Abernathy. I'm 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 I might grow the beard. I might grow the beard big and wear the hat because I, I love this guy. I mean, as long as the beard doesn't challenge my own, which uh, if you're not looking at the video, you won't get this joke. That's fine. That's great. Let's move on to another position. <laughs> Uh, all right. So there are, uh, three positions by my count left outside linebacker, off ball linebacker and corner. I think corner is an interesting one. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Russell Douglas, for sure. Shamar Jean Charles, for sure. And we signed Keyshawn Nixon. So that's five. Do you think we need more than five? It would be great if we had a sixth one that just shouted out, keep me on the 53. I don't know that person exists on this roster. You know, Rico Gafford has had some moments. We know that he is fantastically athletic, but he's just so inconsistent right now. You look at some of those other guys. He's an athlete know. playing football, and that, that hurts me to admit as someone who just is obsessed fully with athleticism. Sure. And, you know, Keandre Thomas, I, I actually have high hopes for as well. But again, if he had to play a real snap from scrimmage right now, you know that he's whatever the play is, it's going to be a target for him. So he may be a player in the future. I have no problem stashing him on the practice squad. I think he's likely to clear waivers. So yeah, I, I'm fine with five. You know, we're already keeping extra defensive back in terms of the safeties. So at least that initial one, I think we stick with these five, try to make sure we get at least one of those guys, if not both, on the practice squad. And then we just keep an eye on it from there. Maybe we'll have to see how they develop. Maybe we bring someone else in from out of house. But that's the way I would approach it. All right. So that that I think sets up an interesting discussion because all right, let me I'm just going to take Keandre Thomas for now and put him on the maybe pile. I think it's a four stack linebacker room. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Isaiah McDuffie, Chris Barnes. Any objections to that? None. I would love to keep Ray Wilborn on the practice squad, but I'm not going to burn a 53-man spot for him right now, given all the other players that we have to consider. So then that leaves outside linebacker. And this goes back to one of the points that I made earlier. I just don't know that I'm excited about six. We have room for six now of these guys. And I don't like past three. I'm not real stoked about anybody. Now, maybe that's the case for keeping more because you just need the depth. But this comes down to like, I don't know if there's a big difference between Jonathan Garvin, Tipa Nalei, and whatever guy we can get on the practice squad 
do you have a strong lean if if there's going to be we we know Rashawn Gary Preston Smith uh, and and JJ Anigbare? Who are the guys after that? I mean, Garvin has the most experience of that group. That said, at least from scrimmage, I don't think he had the most productive preseason. Ladarius Hamilton kind did show us a little. Kind of a ghost, yeah. Ladarius Hamilton did show us a little something, especially those last two preseason games. I'm willing to consider him very seriously for one of those spots for that reason. Uh, so we want to go with Garvin because of the experience, Hamilton because he showed something last two preseason games, and then see if you know Tipa and or Kobe Jones are able to pass through to the practice squad, grab one or both of those guys. I'm fine with that because, again, if they're on the practice squad, any given Sunday, we can call those guys up. But yeah, I, I don't love that group as it, as it stands right now. I think this is a situation, I hope you agree, where we will be keeping an eye for maybe the 2022 excuse me, equivalent of Whitney Merciless. Absolutely. I don't know who that guy is right now, but I got people on it. Trust me, we're we're looking into it. We're we're at 53 man cuts. I think he's going to give us someone. So I I actually think it's fine to carry a sixth here. Um, whether, you know, and I frankly don't care if it's, uh, Ladarius or if it is, uh, Kobe Jones, I think Kobe's got a better name. I think he's been to, to my eyes, at least had been slightly more productive in the preseason. Uh, another guy who we're going to have to get a better number if he's going to play, uh, on the roster, I would, my vote would be for, for, for Kobe and Tipa. And then that's six, unless you think we need an extra one somewhere else. I, I don't. It's just a matter of which ones we keep. Uh, again, I, I am more of a proponent for Ladarius Hamilton. And how dare you insult Ladarius and his first name? There's an apostrophe in that name. It's very good quality in a name. I, I feel very strongly, as, as nice as Kobe is, Ladarius is the call there. But again, I think five, six, I, I'm, I'm not really leaning one way or the other on that number. Well, okay. So then let's let's bring back a discussion. Okay. Do we... Do we like any of those guys or do we think keeping any of those guys is more important than ensuring the roster ability of either Rashid Walker, Caleb Jones, or Samari Tour? I guess that's not either. That's three. But one of those three. So there's several things here. One, those offensive linemen in particular will not contribute in spe on special teams in the same way that those other players can. I think that's worth considering because we're not just talking about players who will make the 53. These could be game day active players yep. if they're a linebacker and if they're a receiver. I think we're pretty good on the seven receiver number. So if we've already decided on our seven, I, I think that pushes two way out. So Again, it, it comes down to which players are more likely to make an impact on our team in 2022, especially, you know, from scrimmage or not from scrimmage, uh, you know, early in the season. And I think those linebackers, just because of the position, because of the body size, because of the way they're implemented by Rich, I, I think that's the way to go. But look, your reputation precedes you. If you are that hell bent on getting one of the big boys, you know, pick your DD, they will not be able to stop you. It's, it's, I, I just, I want, I want the best 53. And I think the best 53, the, the difference between Ladarius Hamilton and, and Kobe Jones, I just think either Caleb Jones or Rashid Walker should be on this, this roster. And my vote would be for Caleb Jones. That's just how I feel about it. If you feel good about it, then let's do it. And I, I think any replacement level edge player off the street is going to be comparable i don't think that's the case with jones and walker which is why i'd like to protect one of them so and i think you know who else i think would appreciate that the boss 
Yes. And the boss definitely does appreciate quality pass protection. I don't know if Walker or Caleb Jones can be able to provide that, you know, against actual stars in a regular season game in week one. I think we both feel pretty strongly that down the line, these could be real players the same way that Josh Nyman, you know, he showed some potential that first year, didn't have to really play. I mean, he really didn't play. I think he was on the practice squad the entire season but has now turned into a not just a starting caliber player, literally a week one starter in all likelihood. So if, if assuming that the numbers add up to 53, I'm comfortable with this plan. I think they do. Um, if they don't, I'm I'm sure no one will tell us because the internet does not do things like count. Uh, so this will be great. Uh, Jason, let, we can end scene. Thank you so much for coming on to do this again. Um, let my listeners, if they are new to the program, probably have a lot of, you know, 2022 New listeners, uh, let them know where they can find the work that you do. Well, you can find me on Twitter at by underscore JBH. You can find my work at SB Nation. You can find it on The Leap, a newsletter that Peter would really love for you to subscribe to. And you can find my work at a variety of other places that I freelance. So yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter and you'll be able to find it all. Great. All right. Thanks to Jason for joining the show. Always great to talk to him. We didn't even run long amazingly we didn't even run long and i think part of that is because there just like aren't that many open spots there really aren't and there's not that many difficult decisions on the team you know nine versus offensive linemen versus 10 or five outside linebackers versus six and we're talking about fringe roster players we're not talking about guys starting versus getting cut there are other teams where they have a position group that's so bad where a guy getting starters reps in training camp or preseason might get cut because the second string guy or the third string guy outperformed him. And the difference is like small and they can save money doing that. Uh, that's not going to happen to Green Bay. So I think it makes the discussion easier, but it still makes it a fun thing to do. And, and as I said at the top, I think it, it allows you to preempt the questions that you might have when you see the final 53 and go, OK, what's the deal? How did that happen? Well, we talked about it. Uh, hopefully, you know, again, there, there are probably going to be some surprises and some things happening, but hopefully we talked about a lot of it. All right, before we finish up, I want to talk about a new friend of the show, Prize Picks, where you can take your picks, your football knowledge, and turn it into cold, hard cash. It is so easy to play, and it is, it's really a fun thing because you get to figure out what pieces, what picks you're putting together. Maybe it's Patrick Mahomes to throw for more than 320 yards. Maybe it's Derrick Henry to rush for less than 85 yards. Maybe it's Cooper Cup to score more than 0.5 touchdowns. You get to put it all together, pick two to five players, and that goes to a prize pick projection. And then you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And you don't have to compete against other people. It's not me versus you. It's you versus the pick. Either you get the picks right or you don't. You get the the payout up front. You get to see what money you could be winning based on what you're picking. And that's it. It's that easy. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, golf, college football, college basketball, soccer, esports, WNBA, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, Euro basketball, cricket. My, my UK friends, shout out all over the world. They look cricket all over the world, actually. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. And you've got plenty of options. Plenty of options to choose from. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play 
this daily fantasy sport. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. You deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON to sign up for that instant deposit match up to $100. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual expert, Vinny Iyer, brings you over 20 years of NFL expertise and unique angles to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Having a lot of fun on the show this week. Final 53 is not a, the super fun thing because it means guys are, are not going to make the team. It means that their their careers could be derailed. So that part of this, I want I want to make sure we're humanizing what's going on here. Um, we have a lot of, of fun things to talk about. And we're going to talk about, you know, we, we made, you know, light of this thing, but I want to make it clear that we are not making light of people's situations. We're not making light of anyone being cut. Um, this is a very serious thing for players, for their families, all that stuff. And and shout out to them because they put in a lot of work to get to this point. I just I, I respect all of them for for putting in that work. And and I, I'm not I'm I'm not preempting any criticism. I just I think it's important to note that these are players, but they're also people. And we see them on screen and we talk about them sort of in a cavalier way of making the team versus not and stuff like that. But they put in a lot of work. They're people. And and I want to recognize their humanity. This is a big deal for a lot of these guys. And for some of these guys, their dream is going to come true and they're going to make an NFL roster for the first time. And maybe they've been in the league a couple of years or maybe they're going to have a role that they've never had before. Or maybe you're just, you know, J.J. Anibare and, and you're a day three pick. You thought you were going to go sooner and you're going to make the team. and You're going to have a real role in this team. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. And we don't always have time to um, uh, recognize that. We don't always have time to celebrate that just because we're so in the minutia of these other things that we're trying to do. So I wanted to take some time out and just recognize all of that. Um, and my, my heart goes out to the guys who won't be on the team. It's it's It sucks. It's a bummer. Um, and so, I, you know, we're still hoping Kurt Banker lands on his feet. I hope all these guys land on their feet. I want all these players to succeed such that they can. So, um Shout out to all of you, and and thanks to everyone who's listening. We're, we're about to kick off the 2022 NFL season. I'm very glad to have you here. Very glad to have you on this journey with us. With that said, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. To stay, Locked on Packers. <laughs>